It's the Tide Pod. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why. Very I melodic. <laughs> I don't Hello. know. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess it's a reference to my mood. I've been singing all day to children. Um, not mine. Yeah. Not my own. Anyway, yeah, this is Catherine's that. voice. Hello, Catherine's voice. This is Ruthie Holmes, and we have a very talented guest on our pod today. Yes, and we would like to introduce this person by sharing their credit first. They host a show <laughs> every month. We are my credits. <laughs> we are always so bad at introductions. By the way, this person hosts a show every month. It's called DM Smith and acquaintances. It's DM Smith. Hi, ah. it's me, Dan Smith. <laughs> Give it up for Dan Smith. Next show is May 21st. Yeah, Yay. we got Lori Kilmartin. And uh, come join the regulars. It is, it is a nerdy, introverted, welcoming group. The people that come to Dan Smith and acquaintances from month to month to month Great. to month to month. Nerdy. Ooh. I, like I have a show adjective. on the same day. Otherwise, I would come, but I will come in June because I did find out that I am also introverted. Oh, yeah? I didn't, I didn't know this about myself. Ruthie, you, what's your How'd you find me? out? You're introverted? Um, I find it very uh, draining to be around other people. And um, I also n- never want to start a conversation with them. So I'm either... Okay introverted or I have crippling anxiety and I don't know which one. Hmm. I think it, it, maybe that's why part not of both. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, why not both? <laughs> why not both? Things are coming back and I was like, I want to do all the things and then I did one thing and I was like, never again. Oh, was never it again. I want to be around people. <laughs> I had that experience in um, December. Uh, they were doing something in Canada for just for laughs just outside of Toronto so it was like a live taping sort of situation and I hadn't performed live comedy since March you know I hadn't seen any of these people um and it felt great to kind of be together it was as safe as it could be we got tested so many times and kept our distance etc etc but I remember um after the taping people were like hey we're gonna go down to this room and have pizza you want to come hang out and I was like no I'm good and it made me laugh so much because I'm like oh nothing has changed about me during the pandemic it was as if (laughs) It was as if we'd been doing, I'd been seeing, it was as if life had been normal and I'd been seeing all these people and like usually at the end of a comedy show, no, I don't feel like hanging out. Like I've left it all on the field. I get it. Uh, we're friends, but I don't need to have pizza in your room till three in the morning and I'll see you later. And um, it just made me laugh so much that even after however many months of seeing nobody, I was still like, no, I'm going to spend a little time by myself in my hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> hotel rooms are fun though. If you get a good hotel room... Yeah. And you get a bouncy bed, just like take your shoes off, a bounce, or bed. don't take your shoes off, bounce on the bed a little bit, mini bar action, just leave your clothes everywhere. I love hotels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm truly. For the bath. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's the bath. I um truly what I did was smoked a little legal weed. Here we are in Canada. Nice. Um, and then thought I was making joke notes on my computer, right? Like, oh, I got a great idea. So I sit down at the computer, I start to click, clack, click, click, clack. And then like an hour later, I'm not even kidding. I'm like crying. I'm deep into childhood stuff. I'm just like, and that explains my relationship with my dad. Like it got, it got so intense. Um, yeah. And 
after an hour of like purely writing, I think there might be there might be three jokes in there, and the rest was yeah. this kind of weird like self therapy that I was doing. Yeah, um, just like a diary. But anyway. Entry. <laughs> it was either that or eat pizza with other comedians. Um, and I honestly, I think you chose well. Mm-hmm. Like Me too. that mm-hmm. sounds very yeah. cathartic, and a lot less sweaty than like trying to make small talk or even real talk with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, bye also, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> do you um? Do you? Okay. Two questions. Are you a weed person in general? And also, are you a writer of jokes on the marijuana? Ah, yeah, those are great questions. I do not consider myself a weed person because I I don't know why I don't identify with that. I guess I don't feel chill enough. But the truth is, definitely in the pandemic, have I smoked daily? Yeah, yeah, I probably have. Or at least five times a week um and in life before the pandemic i was probably a three time a week person so i think i think i'm smoking weed more often than i'm not would Um, it help if you changed that weed person to cannabis lover (laughs) yeah oh yeah maybe i i labeled it wrong (laughs) the thing with me too is like i think i'm i'm such a lightweight so that means for me if i say i'm smoking you know even three to five times a week it's the same joint that like i'll have two puffs of every night and then leave. Um, let me throw that question back at you guys before we get to the next one. Where do you stand? Well, as I frame the question, I think we all know <laughs> that I am not a weed person. But I feel very similar in my alcohol intake during the pandemic where I'm like, I guess I became an alcohol person because I am a notorious lightweight. I can have one gluten-free beer Maybe two. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. goodbye forever. Um, (laughs) But I, yeah, I've been in taking that more. But somebody did tell me, like, you should try maybe gummies or something to chill out. Because Mm -hmm. I am not, I am not chill at all. And they were like, this would help. Um, That's why I do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe I will become more of a weed person. I don't know. I haven't dipped yeah. my toe in yet. It's worth a try. I'm a cannabis lover, and I said Ooh. that during my self-tape this morning because they asked, <laughs> what makes you, you? And so I said that, and I said I was a dog mom. I said I was punctual because I needed to add, you know, something completely opposite to cannabis lover. Um, right. And... I guess I'm not a lightweight anymore. My roommate in college, we were talking on the phone, and I was like, I'm going to smoke some weed, and I take a bong rip, and she goes, whoa. (laughs) 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 I guess it was long. I don't know. What is a long bong rip? I'm I'm only doing it with myself right now, so. Yeah. I'm not enough of a weed person to, like, take a bong rip, you know? That's... that's, (laughs) The difference, I think, of levels. Like, I'll be like, little toke, little vape, bong rips. Yes. Sure. That's a, that that's a real heavy guy. duty. It clears out thing. whatever you're lighting. I don't know if this is true. In my head, I think I think that it clears out whatever you're lighting, the, the whatever flame you're using, it clears out the butane or the methane because it has to go through a chamber to get to your yeah. mouth. I don't know if that's true. 
It's a cleaner smoke. <laughs> sure. Is that what you're saying? Is that the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Dan, know if that's true or not. Not but... a weed guy. It's a cleaner smoke comes in with yeah. you. <laughs> I, I, I truly don't know. I just I thought that sounded nice. Um, as for writing, I don't. Yeah. Oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes that is what I like about weed, and it's not necessarily that it leads me to writing jokes, but I find that what it does for me a lot of the times is slow down my brain to the point that I can actually catch my thoughts, and then it allows me to... I mean, oftentimes I have amazing, like, therapeutic revelations because I think it just slows everything down enough that I'm like, whoa, okay, let me connect this idea to this idea. It just creates this whole different space. Um, And so sometimes that leads to truly just journaling about my feelings. Sometimes it leads to making little joke notes or joke ideas. Um, I'm sure, I can't think of it now because I'm so out of touch with all of my old material, but I know for sure that I've had ideas that started because I was high and then turned into whole like eight minute bits that I've put on TV and that have like become something. And it's so funny to think of where it came, where, where the initial seed of the idea came from. Yeah. I love that. I love those moments though, of just writing something down and being like, I think, well, after I work this out, it's going to be a full bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you guys? Do you ever write under any kind of influence? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. More often under an influence, I'd say. <laughs> to, can you complete like the whole bit? Like that? Because to me, it's like I could get the seed of the idea, get some stuff out, yeah. then be like more clear headed to really kind of work it out. Yeah, I feel very similarly where I'm like, this is gold and then I'll read it later and be like okay it's medium this is medium and there's no punchline so then you know do some more work on it takes away that filter of like this has to be fucking perfect you know right of course um I haven't done stand-up as much as you two have but I will say that I like to flush it out and then and then when I get to the location because I'm punctual sometimes early I will write some tags and I'll just kind of see which tag I use in the moment on stage. And those normally get bigger laughs than what I've written before. Maybe. I don't remember. It's been a year. Yeah. You know, I, know. I was, was going to dive in there with you, like, in terms of the craft. And then I'm like, it's been so fucking long. Who even cares anymore? I don't remember if that's but true. knows? I find that straddling, like writing on your own and then like letting it just happen on stage. To me, that's always like how to build the best stuff because it doesn't fully live on the page, obviously, or just in your head. It like lives in front of other people. And so I love that. Like when you're testing out an idea with an audience and then something just comes to you, it's like those things are usually the things that are the most powerful um, because you're like creating it in the space where it's going to live and you're under pressure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, you, you, you're making me remember that I love stand-up. It's been so long. And I know, I'm in a di- you're just talking different... about it, and I'm like, tell me more. I love I know. this world. Where I have I been? I forgot about all of this. <laughs> I, I'm in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia at the moment. So I'm oh, yeah. like, in, I'm lovely surrounds, but in some ways a little bit of an extra pandemic because our vaccines are rolling out very slowly. Oh. Um, so I'm, it's like, I feel like a... Can I say a racehorse? I don't know where this metaphor is going. I feel, behind, I feel in a stall like this, yes. 
like, oh, yeah. I want to get out. And I'm like watching everybody return to live shows and it's killing me. Um, Cause it'll be months. It'll be months before we get to do that. Um, so, oh, you think so? I did not realize that Canada uh, was uh, yeah. behind on the vaccination front. Yeah, not we're just, good. we're not, not manufacturing it here. Um, so there's just mm. not as much of it. Um, so and yeah, we're so not sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're so. buying some from the US. But like, yeah, my partner and I made this calculation um, that that felt very right at the time, but we're kind of laughing about it now. Um, so I had been in LA. I just moved to LA in January 2020. I was on the road February, March on the or, uh, January, February on the road on the road, just settled in at this at the top of March um, to my new little home and then was like, Oh, shit. And then in October, and I still, even during the pandemic, I still loved LA very much, but um, in October, I was getting really, um, really scared, to be honest, about rising yeah. fascism, about the election, about how many things could go wrong in how many ways. Um, and I'm like, I, why am I not going back to Canada? <laughs> like, yeah. So came back to, to BC uh, for November and then felt very safe here during the election, very safe during the coup, which I don't know how we're not all still talking about. And um, very yeah. safe when LA was the COVID capital and then jokes on us because then and all of our friends in LA are fully vaxxed and we're like mm-hmm. oh we can't wait to get our first shot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah anyway can't predict the future is one thing I've discovered in all of this yeah, <laughs> yeah. As much your, as your, up in the air. is your girlfriend um a uh Canadian no she's American um huh. so I snuck her in um, and so she's like, she's quite eager to get back to the U.S. Um, now that everything looks <laughs> a lot better than it did when we left, you know? We've even talked about how we're getting like more paranoid. We've been so careful for so long yes. that especially now that we're clearly in the home stretch, you know, mm-hmm. there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's just insane to get COVID now. So it just we're even like, more careful. where you're like, we can't get it now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The- yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you no, don't want to be the guy that gets COVID in yeah May twenty twenty one. It's just no. <laughs> There's Cooper. Cooper's My making an appearance. Cute. My dog's gonna bark because he was uh, in his crate while I was babysitting, and I let him out, and then wow. immediately signed on to this. Okay. <laughs> Zoom. So he's just, you know, he's just a pup in the wild right now. Do you have any animals? I do. I have a little five-pound chihuahua mix called Rudy. Um, we've oh, been together pounds. for. She's truly the best. Um, we've been together since. Um, it will be five years in October. Um, she's a darling. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> what's I going to say about her in? August 2020, she broke her, she's fine now, but she broke her little wrist. Um, and I know she was, she was running in the backyard, uh, after a skunk broke her wrist. And this is where I discovered that my relationship with my dog is like too intense because she broke her wrist. And then I gained weight for the next six weeks. Um, cool. Cause we just weren't moving. We weren't moving around as much. She was fine. And I took it way too seriously. Of course. I have a 10-pound terrier, and I think she's mixed with Chihuahua somehow, um, maybe a grandpa or something. But she has um, she has little baby legs, like, in the pack. She was the smallest. She was the runt. So she has little legs. 
Um, and the, the trainer that I went to recently, I never thought about getting her trained. But I was like, all right, she's eight now, so time to see someone on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was like, slight behavioral issues. Um, but they were like, you should get her a ramp pretty soon because if you have a high bed – yeah, you I know, have one jumping of off of it could potentially her little leg might break yeah, when she this jumps is the off thing. of it. I have a ramp. I have stairs. We've taken it so far that we've put the bed, the mattress straight on the floor, college styles, yeah. um, cool. because <laughs> she needs to sleep in the bed. And it's like terrifying. Yeah. She's so little. It's almost like living with she's like so just a rogue small. hamster. Like she's so little yeah. to just be like, like running around the house on her own that it's like, man, we don't want to like accidentally out of bed or or whatever so and the whole yeah. life is set up for rudy's comfort and that's safety adorable you gotta love I mean, your dog you the know. way it happens yeah it's worth it yeah we were never raised with dogs my mom is not a dog person but if you met my grandma you would think my mom was a dog person because it just like <laughs> it got less and less like ingrained in us to like literally hate dogs <laughs> as the generations yeah. went down so I was not really a dog person until until I met my girlfriend, um, and now I can't get enough of them. And I think once you have a dog, you realize, like, oh, this is my whole heart inside of a tiny furry animal. <laughs> I know. You have and to have I'll one to just, know, though. Yeah, and, like, the whole, like, setting up your life, like... I, I mean, obviously I know Ruthie, um, and I've known her for a while, um, not to brag, but she would be like, <laughs> you can brag a, yeah, after shows, she would be like, Oh, I got to go home and like walk Leslie nope. And I was like, I don't <laughs> I'll just stay here. And now <laughs> I'm like, um, so happy that I have an excuse. Like if I ever need it, if yes. the world ever comes back, I can just be like, I got to just go be with my dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what a dream is it. That, and that's where I also realized like my true introverted nature was like once I had Rudy and she's travel size where she goes everywhere with me. It's so easy. But I actually loved the excuse of being like, oh, I'd love to, but I got to go back to the hotel room and just like check on my dog. Um, but oh there he goes but sometimes she would sometimes sometimes I would actually want to hang out and I'd think let me just go to the hotel room and deal with my dog and then I'm sucked in forget about it once you know yeah. once the shoes are off and you're dealing with your dog you're oh, you're back in that cozy she, world does she stare at you does she just look at you like you're my human oh yeah she's we're in love and the, yeah. the awesome thing about traveling with her is the first time we went traveling, I brought everything. Like, and I, I hadn't had a dog before either. So I'm like, I want her to be comfortable. I'm going to bring her blanket. I'm going to bring her back. Like, I didn't know if she was a good traveler. I got her as a rescue and I was just crossing my fingers. Right. Brought everything I could to make her comfortable. All she wants to do when I'm gone is sleep in my suitcase. Um, so it's, oh, it's just awesome. It's like my suitcase is her little travel bed and that's all oh, she needs. Um, that's great. It's, it's adorable. Yeah. Thanks for asking me about my dog. We've grown Ugh. even closer during the pandemic, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all just codependent with our animals now. Mm-hmm. How but long it, have you been in your relationship, Deanne? So here's a fun story. Um, this girl, she's right over there with headphones on. I don't think she's listening. Um, so <laughs> we met in 2019 um, kind of via Twitter and via Instagram. Um, I. She she can tell the story better because she she oh now she's looking at me. Um, <laughs> you can have her on if you if you want. 
<laughs> we don't need to take it to that level. Okay. Um, but uh, to that level, what am I saying? Uh, anyway, it's adorable. Whoa, I'm very, intimate. I'm very much in love, and like anyone who's very much in love, I think the story is unique and beautiful. So we met in 20, 2019 via like Instagram and Twitter, and then. She thinks I slid into her DMs. I say she slid into my DMs. She's giving me eyes now. But I responded to one of her stories with like, ha, ha. But then that opened the door for her to hit me back with, so when are you coming to New York? Which was literally the first thing she said to me. And I was like, okay, Ooh, this girl's bold. trying to get it. Whoa. Um, yeah, very bold. Um, coming in. <laughs> she's shaking her head over there. So anyway, we started kind of talking back and forth and then, then we were like, oh, shit, we really like each other. And then she came to visit me in L.A. Uh, for a week in January um, and also made it like she wasn't really visiting me. You know, it was like, oh, I'm going to do a show with my friends because she's a singer. Um, getting the band back together in L.A., like very cool, you know, um, and came out for a week. And then we were kind of like, oh, shit, this is something. And then made all kinds of plans. This is 2020 now. Made all kinds of plans like, oh, I'll come to New York in March and we're going to go to this place in April. And um, then suddenly the pandemic is about to hit. There was a moment, there was a brief window when we believed that it was a two-week quarantine. I don't know if you guys remember that or if you were ever oh, yeah. that naive as well. So <laughs> that's kind of what we thought was happening. And she found this super cheap flight. Of course it was a cheap flight. It was like March 13th or whatever it was. Nice. Um, she's like found this $79 flight. And then she's like, I'm just going to come quarantine with you. And I was like, okay. So she flew out with nothing oh, more than a carry-on, um, landed in my house. And we have haven't been apart since, um, so I'm pretty sure we're Whoa. in a real relationship, and it's not just like mutual Stockholm syndrome. But um, <laughs> that that's Wait, that's pretty much what happened in New York. So yeah, it was really funny. So she all of her stuff was in New York, um, and she was just like uh, wearing my wearing my clothes and her clothes and patching it together. She had a friend like move a pod. Basically, she packed up her place in New York remotely when we kind of realized how long it was all going. She's like, I don't need to be paying rent there. This is nuts. All her roommates were kind of breaking apart and going their own directions. So she had a friend pack up her stuff remotely. She shipped it to LA in like, it arrived at the end of September. And at the end of October, we were gone to Canada. So she got to like look at her stuff briefly, remember that she was a person with an independent life. We put it all back into storage and now we're in Canada. Um, but we're, the plan is that like, we're moving to LA or moving to New York this summer via LA. So um, pick up our stuff in LA and then haul all of her stuff back to New York where it belongs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Okay. So you moved to LA very briefly. Just like <laughs> yeah. The case of LA. And so then briefly. back to Canada, and then mm-hmm. you are going to New York. That's going to be going, going to New York. Home. Yeah. I so I'm I'm from upstate I, New York. So it's not the craziest. It's like um, I've never uh, lived in the city, but I uh, I, my, I do have a dad that's in a nursing home, like you know, three hours outside of the city. And especially mm-hmm. with all of this, especially pandemic, just kind of put things into focus where it's like, all right, I need to be a little closer to my family. Um, certainly while he's in the home stretch of human life, yeah. you know. Would you say the city that you're I would say, you know what? I wouldn't say the city. <laughs> would you um, reveal that? Secret? You will have never heard of it. It's called Endicott, New York. Um, Endicott. It is near Ithaca, which you may have heard of. It That has Cornell yes. University. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just a tiny, it's a tiny little town. Um, also known as Mary. Mer- Merry-go-round? What am I saying? Merry-go-round. Carousel. Mer- capital of the oh, USA. Really? Uh, yeah, there's like six carousels oh. around there. Um, huh. a, 
a prominent businessman in the day, um, built, he wanted his workers to be happy. There was a shoe company in my town called Indicott Johnson in the 20s. They wanted their workers to enjoy their time off and be good little workers. And they, so they built all these like carousels for family fun. Um, and they're all nice. still standing. I want to move to New York. That's my new thing is I keep walking around and saying it just to see like if it's going to stick. Really? <laughs> what is it about it? Um, I'm from Chicago. It feels more like Chicago to me in terms of transit, busyness, nightlife, all that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I want to be like a nighttime person for a year. And I feel Ooh. like in LA, I have to be both a nighttime person and a daytime person. Yes. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of nighttime in LA no, when it comes I, to stand up and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I just want to be like a nighttime person. And I've I've gone to New York for like two weeks or so and done like stand up stuff there and yeah. it's a I've totally been to your show in New vibe. York. Oh yeah, fun. you came. I was I was there also working at one of my side gigs, used to be working for this food company and um there are food shows, just like any trade shows just like car shows, there are food shows. So I'm um, just selling snack foods to distributors. And I invited all of my colleagues to this, <laughs> That's the brave. back of this pizza place. Yeah. Well, because I was like, I don't think any of them are going to come. They all came, which was odd to me. Uh, but so nice, so fun, so awkward. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, one of the people who was like higher up in the company, I was communicating with him to get a letter of employment for an apartment in LA. And uh, I got an email back just like, I can no longer communicate with you. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do? This is so weird. And I got a call from the owner of the company saying that his wife thought that I was having an affair with him. Oh my God. I was like, I, like, immediately assumed that it was my fault, where I was like, am I having an affair with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like based, on, based on what? Just the fact that he came out? He came to my show with other people. So there were, like, text messages of him being like, where's your show? And I, like, sent it to him. Um, there were no emojis, not yeah. even an exclamation mark mm -hmm. in sight. Mm -hmm. And Sounds all of our communication, <laughs> and then all of our communication was just about the business stuff, except every morning he did ask what my coffee order was because he brought everyone coffee. Hmm. I, I was on the edge of my seat till you said coffee order. I was like, every morning he asked, excuse me? Like, there's no reason for anybody to be asking anybody anything every morning. Unless you're having nope, an affair. coffee order. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I wonder, okay, so is he shady? Was he maybe, like, did his wife have a reason to have these feelings and unfortunately it just landed on you? Or is the wife, like, truly overly paranoid? Uh, it's it, Okay. I want to blame this, this guy. I, I want to say, I want to say something was going on. Her radar wasn't wrong, but she just landed in the wrong spot. I actually think uh -oh. that she is paranoid because... They started their relationship when she was married. There you go. He was... Ruthie, I wish people could see Ruthie's face right now. <laughs> I'm not 
<laughs> this I'm is like also joking. so much information. Heard this about, like, classic this projection. This this woman. Yeah. Mm. Classic oh. projection. Anyway, I was like, uh, no, I'm not having an affair with your husband. Uh, check my Instagram Ugh. bio. There are so many rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, like, there's there's not a way to start a good relationship if you're already in a relationship with someone. For our listeners who want to take my love advice, yeah. stay in your relationship sure. or break up and start a new one. Don't try to, like have an affair and then (laughs) work with that person that you're having an affair with it'll fuck up your next relationship and your friendships with people who care about you who then have to listen to your issues with your new husband this is a lot of energy (laughs) and i'm just wondering no i'm wondering i am wondering have you either been on like the receiving end of Somebody being like, oh, oops, I'm married, or... Well, no. Uh, Deanne, have you either... (laughs) I have been on every side of unsavory relationship dynamics um, and would choose never to do any of it again. Um, There was a time, like, I've definitely... I've definitely cheated cheated on people. Um, I've been cheated on, and I've been the one someone else cheated with. And when I was the one someone else cheated with, I was quite young, like 20 or something. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm free. I'm single. I'm not doing anything wrong here. And it felt so bad um, mm. that I was quickly like, oh, no, I actually am doing something wrong. This is not cool in any way. And I hate how this feels, and I'm never going to do this again. I unfortunately had to go through all those experiences to know that I never wanted to do them again. Um, I admire people that already, you know, have a strong sense of this is not correct for me to do, or I wouldn't feel good in this situation and then just stay away. But I had to, I had to feel it. And then no. shown to you. Sometimes yeah. your friends have done it or yeah. like people close to you have done it. And you're just like, Oh, I see how this totally destroys your life. No, thanks. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I've been stupid or just, like, careless with both my feelings and other people's feelings, where, like, I don't know if, I think, I think I've always been the, oh, I went on a date with somebody who was married, I didn't know he was married, and I made a huge scene. When you um, found out? Good for I you. I found out at a restaurant, yeah. because I thought he was joking. Well, I, I love that you made a scene, I wish I was there filming it, but, oh well. <laughs> Maybe another time. Yeah. What about what about you, <laughs> Ruthie, on, on the sides of that dynamic? I guess there have been moments of um, me feeling really guilty for being the other woman. Um, but those were just kind of like hookups. Hmm. Like a one-time thing? Yeah. Pretty often, actually. <laughs> Pretty often. I'd, I'd I don't say know. it's yeah. been... Four times. That's, that's interesting because it's like, is that yeah. totally on you? I mean, if it if you continue it, it kind of becomes on you. But right. But I'm like, <sighs> I feel guilty for a couple of them, and then like I shared one one experience that was pretty uh, ballsy because um, we ended up in a elevator hooking up um, where there would be tourists. Gasp! 
bottom, <laughs> yeah, at the bottom of the elevator when the door is open. How many floors? How many floors? Uh, two floors. Just like an up and a down. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? So so we get started in you two, two floors. Floor I thought you, you were going to be like, we, le- we left the 25th floor penthouse. And, um, <laughs> no, it was the tower lodge in Vegas. <laughs> And oh his God. girlfriend was there, so this, oh was, my God. this was bad news. This was a bad news thing, and I definitely felt very guilty for a very long time. And then I shared this experience with an acting class because at John Rosenfeld Studios, they ask you to share personal experience, and they ask you to go deep. And so I was like, I have felt very guilty about this particular trip to Vegas for a very long time. And they're like, you need to let yourself off the hook. And I'm like, okay, I will. And did you? Yeah. I now just see it as like, wow, I was very fucked up on on drugs and alcohol. And I was just like, this is the dude that I'm hooking up with this weekend. Yeah. You know? I was a stupid 19-year-old, 20-year-old, something like that. Yeah, these things happen. Whoa, but two floors, that is bold. Oh, and I wasn't even touching. I wasn't touching him. He was going down on me, ladies. Wait, going down on you in an elevator? Yeah. That's what you do in an elevator. I can't even picture it. No, in an elevator, you, like, get fingered or, I don't know. And then the, yeah. That little robot voice comes on. It's like going down. You're like, uh-huh. <laughs> I've talked oh about God. this person on the podcast before. Remember his his um, Instagram handles at. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll be checking him out right now. I know yeah, this was many years ago. That same acting studio. Yeah. I had a birthday, you know, as you do, and I invited people. Uh, this was a few years ago. I invited people out to uh, the Abbey, I believe. Um, sounds like me. Just like, whoever wants to come, come. This is where I'll be. And like, a couple people from this acting studio came, and I had never talked to them outside the acting studio. This is and fun. One of the oh, girls. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, right. I forgot. One of the this. girls pulled me aside. She was drunk. Everyone was drunk, whatever. Pulled me aside and was like, that girl how do you know that girl why is she here for your birthday and i was like uh i have no idea she goes to my acting studio she was like well she is the person that my boyfriend cheated on me with i cannot believe that she would have the audacity to show her (laughs) face here i was like okay first of all she didn't know you were coming yeah. Second of all, we're at the Abbey. <laughs> that other girl and him never, like, they never got together. So mm-hmm. she is I just... I see why that would sting. Like, resentment. Yeah, It would sting. Sure. Of course it would sting. Yeah. Of course. But it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Both of you guys are here right now at this very crowded bar. And you can totally leave. Like, you don't have to stay to celebrate <laughs> my true, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just go... This is shitty, but also it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, so anyone who she ever gets nice. a sweet, sweet invitation from Catherine for a birthday party in May, yeah. at the end of May, yeah. you know, just leave if you're having beef with someone. <laughs> it's time now to play our game. 
Two truths and one lie. One lie. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Do you know how to play? How do we do this? Do I just say stuff? Do we all say stuff? Well, if you have them prepared, you can go first. Wait. Do we share three things at once? Yes. Yeah, that's how yes. it goes. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll go first because I'm nervous about this. Let's get it. Okay, great. With. All right. Go for it. Um, also, I have like a terrible memory for my own life, but this is these are just some things I thought of today. Um, okay. okay, here we go. So uh, here we go. I once performed comedy at a strip club in Indiana. They tipped me in dollar bills. That is one experience. <laughs> great. Um, second experience, I have been gay divorced twice third experience i was at a jungle rave in mexico on ecstasy and a fully uniformed police officer tried to sell me cocaine what these are so interesting okay whoa uh this is (sighs) nuts because all of them absolutely should be true Mm -hmm. i think I'm going to guess the gay divorced because I think mm-hmm. you've only been gay divorced once. <laughs> yeah, who would gay divorce and you twice? <laughs> Ruthie, what do you think is the lie? No, that's what I thought the lie was. But maybe this, maybe, oh, you're so good with specifics too. Maybe you're just like oh, making up all these. Also, maybe Mexico. the like uniformed police officer was like somewhere else. You know what I mean? Maybe it, it could have been in like. Maybe it wasn't a rave. Maybe it there's wasn't... a lot of details in that. Oh yeah, a lot of details. right. A lot of details. Okay, I'm gonna say the wild card: the Mexico rave police officer is somewhere in there. There's a lie. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, and now I shall say what the lie is. You reveal. Yes. Catherine was correct. Ruthie, your instincts were correct. It's gay divorced. I and and I have been gay divorced once. Catherine, I didn't know you knew that. Wow. Um Longer. and but you guys are you guys are right. I knew that, it from um, like a set or something. I think you said it. Or no? Do you talk I, about I it? have done it as a joke, but I didn't know I wouldn't have thought I did it at your show, but maybe I did. Mm-hmm. Um I if, see if you I, perform other than just my show, and I do have an annoying memory for jokes by other comedians yeah i'm remembering there there is a clip online about me being gay divorced (laughs) which i forgot that there was um and (laughs) but you were both correct that what i would do is take a truth and then try to add a little something Uh to it Uh because i did not know how to make up a story um but the jungle rave fully happened i used to live in mexico i have a lot of mexico i could have chose just three stories from mexico but um this fully uniformed police officer came up to me and my friends. We were on ecstasy and he was like, Hey, you guys doing drugs? You guys doing drugs tonight? And I'm like, no. Um, but my, you know, my pupils, the size of saucers, just like, and it was so hard to process because it was like, is okay. It's Mexico. Things can be very corrupt there. I'm like, is he actually number one, this corrupt or does he think we are this stupid that we're not noticing that he's fully in uniform? like trying to sell us drugs we were just like yeah no thanks um the funny thing was though my friend is like just so sweet and so honest was very much like he was like so what are you guys doing i mean this whole conversation is happening in in spanish and he's like what are you guys doing you guys doing any drugs tonight you doing any marijuana doing any ecstasy doing any cocaine and she just answers cocaine no (laughs) 
and that was kind of like no co- no no drugs at all and we're gonna walk away now yeah and wow. that that's really stuck with me because to this day i'm still pretty freaked out by that guy yeah, what was happening there at all also the boldness like, just i wonder there's I and wonder. there's no worse vibe when you're like on ecstasy in the beautiful jungle just vibing than to have a police officer literally just pop out of them going like do you guys want to get some drugs and we're like no go away <laughs> yeah uh, wow. okay so in my head i was like this police officer is off duty and just hasn't changed yet but he wants to party possible That's completely sick. possible hmm? or it was just like, like these are stupid people <laughs> right seems like yeah i feel like if you're off duty you haven't changed yet unbutton the top button at least yeah yeah get comfy <laughs> yeah that's the code it's just like an unbutton <laughs> button like, i'm cool i'm now off duty a cab unless the top button is unbuttoned in which case you're cool man <laughs> um just kidding a cab okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna go now yeah ready yeah. Yeah. While on drugs yesterday, I saw a snake. (laughs) Possible. What else you got? (laughs) I broke three toes in middle school. Okay, I like it. What else? And today, I heard my neighbors fighting through my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Man. I, I, I feel like the snake didn't happen. I don't know why. It's just what my gut is telling me. There's no, there was no snake. I know that you did drugs in Griffith Park yesterday, mm-hmm. and there are snakes in Griffith Park. Ooh, there are. Do you know what I mean? I fully believe you heard your neighbors fight, but I also, like, man, I don't think you've broken three toes. That's what I'll say. Yes. Catherine has done it again. She has wow. out, but my lie was I did not break three toes in middle school. I broke my foot in elementary school. A little tiny bone broke, but um, wow. my neighbors fought. I'm like, I'm quiet right now because they might be outside. What were they fighting about? I couldn't hear the words. Oh, that's oh, That's awful. I Just the bad vibes. <laughs> Just yelling. And I was in therapy, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta try and listen. <laughs> like, hear if they actually are saying words that I can comprehend through at the wall." But um, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. The snake was there, and <gasps> I was shrooming. And it was confirmed that the snake was there with my two friends, but they were also and shrooming. Like- okay, so where in the shroom journey were you, and what was the experience like with the snake? We got there at 12.45, and I think the snake appeared an hour later. So we were in it. We were feeling it. And it what was, was the relationship with the snake? Was it like a friendly visitor from the earth? Was it there to menace I, you? Yeah, I don't like snakes, but in this instance, it was just going around the tree line, and it wasn't interested in us. And I was just watching it slither. It was beautiful. And my friend Raquel was like, it's long. And I was like, it is long. <laughs> and that's basically what we decided about the snake was that it was long. Yeah. Not that's that it fun. was scary or interested or sharing some uh, divine energy with us. It was just long. 
Yeah. Snakes are long. I mean, that is a universal <laughs> and divine truth that you uncovered on mushrooms. That's true. Catherine. Okay. Now I have to go. Okay. I never think of these beforehand and I've been called out for being boring. So I'm trying to think of interesting ones. You know, you know what? what? I, I feel mean? like our guests should be more interesting than us. I feel like that's part of us, like, giving the gift of being on our podcast. Oh, okay. Our guest is always more interesting. I would so say that as well. Be boring. And also, I'd say this as well, and also no offense, Ruthie, but, like, the neighbors fighting? Come on. Come on, Catherine. You can always know. do that. <laughs> you can do that. Okay. Um, let's see. A uh, three-year-old made me this necklace. Sure. Um, I buy it. Today. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's <laughs> gold? For those of you that can't see, it's like a cardboard tag tied to a piece of yarn. <laughs> yeah, it's like worth a lot of money, I'm sure. Um, okay, also, I went to the dermatologist yesterday with the sole intent of just being like, hey, how do we feel about Botox in my face? Ooh, and she said, okay. there's nothing we can do for you. Um, <laughs> that sounds true. Um, and and then shit. also, and then when I was in Germany, I decided to do like a pub crawl, and like halfway through, I was like, I'm gonna hook up with the very very slight like director of the pub crawl or whatever the host the narrator of the pub crawl what's the right uh, word um, <laughs> like he was like a very very small and slight irish man um and i was like yeah we'll hook up and then we bonded uh he he told me that he was in a fight club and that he was sexually molested. And, Ooh, this all checks out for an Irish guy. <laughs> that's what happened at like 3 a.m. on the streets of Germany. And I was just like, I thought we were going to make out, dude. You know? This was. This all seems very. While beautiful. you were making out or before you got to that point of making out? Mm-mm, beforehand, because he was like, let me tell you all of my sexual trauma. And then. Okay. That's what we talked about. Wow. I already forgot the second thing because the necklace. Oh, the Botox. I'm going to guess Botox based on nothing, and I feel I'm wrong, but I don't have a stronger feeling about any of your other anecdotes. I don't think, she, I don't think you're wrong because I think she probably went there also to get some moles checked. Oh, you guys know wow. each other. You guys know each other well. <laughs> so I'm going to say that too. You guys are both right. I'm oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I got some moles checked out. <laughs> and it was not Botox. It was Restylane. And I was just like, which is like a filler. I don't know. You know what, y'all? I don't know. For my people, just keep telling me how tired I look, and I hate it so much. <laughs> That's really rude. That's really. And rude. my dad used to comment about how like thin my eye skin was, and how like 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 puffy it was. You know, he, you know, it's fine. We don't speak ill of the dead, but that. But was this the is wrong biological dad, correct? Yeah. Extra rude. It's like, dude, you made me this you way. Did first this. of all, so leave me alone. You think my your eye yeah. thin skin is thin, my friend? Right, truly. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Anyway, I went to the doctor and she was just like, we can't do a thing for you. Because <laughs> you're too young and gorgeous? What's the issue? Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, no, because it would be dangerous to, she was like, first of all, your problem isn't hollowness, it's puffiness. So if we just injected filler, <laughs> it would just be more puffy. More puffy. And I was like, right. mm, correct. And she was just what? like, um, you can like, you know, you can just do the normal stuff like, she was essentially like, you're young, and I, I just, I would not risk blindness for this. I was like, mm. no, no, neither would I. I've always had a fear of being blind. So I was like, yeah. I'm not going to inject would, poison into my face. <laughs> it would solve the problem, though, if you are looking at yourself, feeling unhappy with your appearance, and you are now unable to look at yourself. Problem That's solved. True. New problems okay, so created. Do it, is what you're yeah, saying. maybe. I also like <laughs> the idea if you thought the problem was hollowness and then you just leave with a new, um, <laughs> right. yeah. just a new, like a... what's the word? I'm, I'm losing all my words. Uh, you know, self critique, obsession, whatever it is. She's like, what you thought was the problem, you actually have the opposite problem. Then you have to leave, like, oh no, I have to yeah. evaluate yeah. myself from this point of view. Be self conscious about this other thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, once again, thanks a lot, Dad. Rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we did it. We did. You're so entertaining, Deanne. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. And Uh, shout out one more time to your show. I have a show called Deanne Smith and Acquaintances Truth and Advertising. Eh, Sometimes they're my friends, not always. Uh, every month on Zoom. It's really fun. We would love for you to join us. It is by donation, and every month we donate 10% off the top to a different cool organization. So that's been a, awesome. a fun thing. Yeah. Do you have a, a, do you have a um, charity for May? I haven't, I haven't chosen one yet. I am open to options. Things are happening so quickly that sadly you can't even keep with the zeitgeist when it comes to who needs money. But maybe, you know what we should do now that we're talking it through? Let's make it... Um, somebody that's helping out people in India. Um, yes, so I'll, I'll I was look into, just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, who seems to be the most reputable link for that, and that's what we'll raise money for. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah. It's my pleasure, guys. That was the show. Yes, everyone go watch uh, Deanne Smith's Dan Smith with acquaintances. May twenty first, baby. What what do we have to plug? Anything? I also have a show May twenty first. Okay, so go watch Kathy's uh, show. I bet it's at a you different could do both. time. I might be at a different time. Yeah. My show is at six PM uh PST Pacific right. Standard right. Time, baby. Six PM. It is also virtual, um, and if you go to Nowhere Comedy, yeah, you can get tickets, and that Hell is, yeah. it's going to be Everybody Go-Go on May 20th. Of course, Everybody Go-Go. Um, yeah. Follow them on Instagram, as well as at Truth or Dare Show. Like and subscribe and rate and review this podcast. Um Send an email to truth or dare comedy show at gmail if you have a truth that you're dying to hear the answer to. Um, also, advice. I feel like I gave a lot of advice tonight about what to do if you're in a current relationship and you want to cheat. 
don't, I think was the uh, answer to that. Yeah, don't do it was the answer. <laughs> I've been pantsless the entire time, by the way. Yeah, no pants. Bye.